Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing developing a self. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what goes into developing a sense of self. We're going to be talking about what happens when we do not have a developed sense of self, some of the consequences of having an underdeveloped or a wounded sense of self. And finally, we're going to talk about how to develop a sense of self, how to heal a self that has been fragmented and wounded. So to begin, each person experiences themselves originally in childhood, starting with their family of origin. Each person learns about who they are as they encounter different important relationships. So as we have relationships with people, we start to understand who we are as a person, as a self. And these relationships early on are going to form the foundation of our sense of self. Now, most specifically, our relationships with our primary caregivers, our parents, and essentially the parent is tasked with offering a sort of scaffolding of sorts for the child who will then use the parent's sense of self, uh, the mirroring, the attunement, to then build themselves a sense of self, a sense of who they are in the world based on how they experience themselves in relation to the parent. Now, when there is healthy attunement, parental availability, the child's going to get the feedback that they need to know that they are seen, that they exist, that they are real, uh, that they deserve to take up space uh, to, to get their needs met and ultimately to be loved. And this self is going to be the same self that the child and later on adult will take with them into the world, the one that will be the foundation for all of the other relationships that they eventually have. Now, the issues start to arise when we don't have these early relationships, these early interactions that would allow us to ultimately learn about who we are uh, and develop that self. So if those around us are unavailable, if they're selfish, let's say they're preoccupied, they're busy with working or other responsibilities, let's say there's too many family members, too many children, uh, and they don't, they, they're not necessarily being nurtured, or let's say they're abusive, or they're toxic or narcissistically abusive. Uh, as a result of this, we're not going to be able to mature and develop in a way that is necessary, and ultimately our, our, our sense of self are not, is not going to be built, and we're not going to necessarily know who we are in this world. And worse yet, we're often going to build an identity of who we are that is false, that is inaccurate. And this identity is usually going to be one that is shame or guilt-based. It's going to be one that is uh, based on just trying to survive. It's going to be based on fear and one that is dependent on what a person, what they do, right? Their accomplishments. And ultimately, it's not going to be an authentically aligned sense of self. So what happens when we do not have a sense of self? What are some of the uh, consequences of not having a developed and a healthy or having a wounded and fragmented sense of self? So the consequences are drastic and they are vast. For starters, the relationship with ourself, how we see ourself, how we feel about ourself, how we experience ourself, let's say how we communicate and relate to ourself, all these things are going to be affected. And because the relationship we have with ourself is the main one and ultimately one that sets the tone for the relationships with others, then ultimately the relationships with others are going to definitely heavily be impacted. So our relationship with others, uh, we're going to usually become codependent. Uh, we're going to depend on others to have a self, sort of have a sense of self 
through others. We'll need others to hold us up, uh, to give us an identity. Um, we may enmesh very easily and fuse with others, often losing ourselves entirely. Uh, we may manipulate others to tell us who we are, right? This is the case, let's say a narcissistic individual will be manipulating people to mirror them, or reflect back them, right? Be a source of supply to tell them who they are, in essence, to ha uh, hold up a false identity. The next consequence is gonna be the relationship we have to our needs. So if we do not have a sense of self, we don't, if we don't know who we are, if we lack self-awareness, then we're not gonna be aware of the needs of the self. And ultimately, we're not going to relate to our sense of self in a way that meets our needs. So ultimately, it's gonna heavily impact uh, uh, the way we nurture ourselves, and ultimately, ultimately the way that we meet our needs. The next is our ability to be at peace with ourself. So with a wounded, with a fragmented self, we are going to have a lot of wounds, obviously, and triggers, and there's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of dysregulation, a lot of nervous system imbalance. And with that, we're going to, we're going to uh, not, not have peace. We're not going to have equal equilibrium. And as a result of that, we're going to live with dis-ease. There's going to be a lack of inner peace. And we're usually also going to be disconnected from parts of ourself. And whenever, whenever we are split off from parts of ourself, uh, there's usually chaos. And there's usually uh, inner conflicts, us and the parts of ourself that we are trying to deny or disconnect from out of shame. And as a result of that, of that there's just going to be a lack of equilibrium and a lack of inner peace. Next is our overall personality. Uh, our personality is not going to be fluid. It's not going to be an expression of our true authentic self. You know, our personality allows us to express who we are. And when we have a wounded sense of self and it's misaligned with our personality, then ultimately it's not gonna be a fluid one. It's gonna be an underdeveloped one. And as a result of that, it won't necessarily be able to, to serve its function that the personality is designed to do. The next is we're not gonna have a sense of direction. We're not gonna have a vision and we're not gonna have clarity as to where to go with our life. And you know, when we do not have the awareness of who we are, uh, we can't know where to go with our life because truly to know where we uh, go, we have to have sort of a frame of reference of where we are. And if we don't know where we are because we don't have a sense of self, then ultimately we're not gonna have that vision, we're not gonna have direction, and we're gonna feel very, very lost and confused. So how do we develop a sense of self? Let's discuss what can we do if we have a wounded sense of self, we have a disconnected or fragmented sense of self. Now, you are already whole. We already have an identity of who we are, a true self. And oftentimes because of the trauma, because of the pain, because of the defense mechanisms, we have that disconnected from that self. So ultimately what we need to do is we need to integrate that self. We need to sort of uncover it and allow it to shine through. So developing a sense of self has more to do with integrating the parts of ourself that we had to uh, stuff down or deny or reject in order to survive. And it has less to do with creating it as much as it just removing the barriers that get in the way of being our true self and accepting that true self and allowing that, our, our so to speak, light to shine through. So to develop a self, a couple of tips. Firstly, find somebody who can help you scaffold much in the way the primary caregivers should have early on but didn't. Uh, this is somebody who can hold space for you, who can mirror you and validate you uh, for, and, and ultimately uh, show you how to develop a self, develop some life skills. Usually this is someone who themselves has a sense of self. So a therapist, a coach, a healer, uh, in a sense, we borrow a self from them and they can sort of show you, uh, you can sort of build it next to theirs, scaffold it, and, and ultimately you can build your own. And then when you no longer need the therapist or the healer or the coach, you can then move on because ultimately you have that sense of self. So somebody who, who knows the process of developing a sense of self and who can help you develop some life skills and nurture yourself and then use their sense of self can be hugely beneficial in developing one for yourself. The next is explore yourself, your personal desires, your interests, 
you know, your tastes. Uh, this is important. A lot of people who don't have a sense of self, don't know what they want. They maybe haven't even entertained the things they want. Uh, when it comes to exploring your interests, your desires, it's not necessarily the big things. Sometimes it's just the small, subtle things like what's your favorite color, what's your favorite drink, things like that you can start opening your mind to, hey, you have personal, uh, you have a personality, you have a sense of self, and ultimately to learn about that self and, 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 uh, and learn about what the preferences are can really help you truly become aware uh, in totality of who you are as a person, who you are as a self. The next is allow conflicts with people, with situations and life to help you grow and bring you awareness. Uh, you know, when we run from conflicts, we also run from growth. And if we need to grow, we need to grow up, we need to mature, we need to, uh, ultimately we're going to need conflicts. So conflicts can be seen as an opportunity to grow up and mature the self. So it's so important not to run from confrontation, yet if we have fears of confrontation, to lean into those fears. And I see confrontation as opportunities from the universe, which is inviting you to, to grow and mature through mastering lessons and un understanding your emotions and, 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 and becoming more aware. And uh, so when there's an opportunity to confront something or when there's a, a situation that's difficult, instead of shutting down or avoiding or soothing or denying, just go into it and realize that it is an opportunity. And when you do grow through it, ultimately you become stronger, you become more uh, self-aware and ultimately you have a more developed self. Next is take time for yourself to be silent, to be quiet, to meditate. And this is really important because you are the most you when you are present. And so when you're doing something like meditation, mindfulness, uh, and you're getting quiet and you're allowing that, that sort of peaceful inner state, that is your true authentic self. So to truly explore yourself is to explore yourself, not in your mind, not in your ego, but ultimately in the present moment where it's quiet and where it's calm. And the next is develop inner peace and calmness. So this is similar to the previous one. It's, you know, like I said, the most authentic version of yourself. The true self exists in the present moment. So the more present you become, the more calm you become, the more you develop inner peace, the more you can nurture that calmness, the more you'll be able to uh, practice being your authentic self, self, practice showing up to life your, with your authenticity. And the more you can hear the inner guidance system that happens when, when things are quiet, when things are calm, and ultimately the more you could align with your higher self. So the more calm you become, the more equilibrium, the more peace, the more balance you have inwardly, the more you can be your authentic self, and ultimately the more you nurture that, the more you practice that, the more that becomes your primary identity, and then you can show up to life as your authentic self. The next is shedding layers or identities, false ideas of who you are. It's so important to, to learn about who you are and who you are not. You know, who you had to become early on is usually someone, especially if you've endured trauma and abuse, someone who had to survive, right? That's defense mechanisms, just uh, armor, right? Just different ways of surviving, different uh, personalities you had to develop just to survive. So shedding these layers is so important because when we do not shed these layers, we sort of identify with them and see them as if, as if that's who we are. And ultimately, that's, that's not. The main idea is to break down these le these uh, false identities and ultimately step into your authenticity, accept the the authentic self unconditionally, uh, and truly identify with the, with the self that is that is the, the true self. So to finish off, I want to make a couple of uh, quick points. So firstly, one of the great dichotomies of life is living with a sense of self, which is having a sense of separateness, right? Who you are as an individual, but also ultimately who you are in, in relation to others or sharing yourself with others uh, or living selflessly. And there's always a balance that needs to be maintained in order to truly have a, a happy and balanced life. Now, this is especially difficult for trauma and abuse victims who struggle mightily with being at peace with who they are, their own individual existence, right? Loving who they are independently, but also 
balancing that with trying to connect and uh, share that self with other people, uh, especially if it's wounded and fragmented and if we're disconnected from that self, right? So the, the, the desire to share ourselves with others, which ultimately takes having a sense of self, right? Knowing who you are as an individual, while also then being able to transcend that self, being a part of something greater than the self, which ultimately takes life skills like letting go, right? Trusting, giving for the sake of giving, right? Being selfless, altru selfless altruistic, having empathy and compassion for others, uh, or thinking of others outside of yourself, all of these skills are very difficult for, for those who have been traumatized and, and wounded. So for me personally, uh, right, I, I definitely struggled for this and, and continue to struggle with this. I would struggle to be alone, right? My wounds of abandonment, let's say, would get activated uh, and desperately trying to be alone because I, if I was with people, then I would feel smothered, I'd feel like I'm losing myself, and uh, I'd feel resentful towards those I'd be around. So this this balance was definitely something very difficult. and. It's so important to remember and to understand that for abuse victims specifically, it's so extremely important to do the healing work of the individual self before trying to connect with other people and uh, and, and doing the the selflessness or the, the the going above the self or transcending the self or living for something greater than the self, right? So it's so important to be selfish, which in fact is not necessarily selfish, but it's just focused on the self before you can then be selfless. It really doesn't do anybody good to be selfless if you don't have a sense of self. If you're constantly empty and depleted, if you don't know who you are, uh, you lack self-awareness, you're going to ultimately lose yourself and that does nobody any good. So the idea is to nurture yourself, right? Build an identity, uh, have an idea, awareness of who you are as a person. And then once you learn how to relate to yourself in a way that leads to a uh, to feeling fulfilled, feeling whole, feel, loving yourself, and then being at peace with yourself, with who you are, then you can then share that sense of self with others in a way that uh, transcends the self and brings the fulfillment that happens with interconnection, with living for something greater than yourself, but also maintaining that independent identity. The healing journey really is a selfish journey because without a sense of self, without a whole individual sense of self, we're not able to show up in a way that truly benefits others. So by doing this healing work, which is you know selfish, quote unquote, it's really not, like I said, and it's, it's about learning about what you need, what your needs are, breaking down false identities of who you are not uh, that have come from, you know, that you bought into, let's say, about who you are, but that are in fact just lies and just defense mechanisms and survival techniques. And then by shedding beliefs about you, who you are uh, and letting go of the lie about who you are and then embodying the authentic self, you can truly start to show up to life in a whole healthy, independent, interconnected way. And finally, it's vital to remember that the self, the authentic self, the soul can never really be destroyed. You can't destroy it regardless of what you've gone through, regardless of how fragmented it, how disconnected we are. It can always be something that we can get back into alignment with, repaired. We can always heal it. But ultimately, if we give it, we need to give it the space it needs to to nurture itself back to, uh, to health. And when we do allow the true self to, to, to flow, uh, when we do develop that authentic self, allowing our true self to shine through, it allows us to live a life that's that's peaceful and, and happy and fulfilling and in tune with who we are. Our, our choices are going to reflect that and they're going to reflect our authenticity. And that is when we uh, start to really start live the life that we desire, a life that brings us happiness. And when this happens, we're, we're, we're free. We're free to be ourselves, to live a life based on the, that authenticity and based on the person that we were intended to be, the person we were created to be. So I really hope that this episode influences you to, uh, to identify if you are in fact struggling to have a self. Do you have a self at all? Is this something that you need to get back in touch with? Are you living from that authentic self? And if not, to go on a healing journey, to really discover yourself, to allow that self to show up to life, 
with a whole independent sense of self because only by doing that could we then get the fulfillment that comes by transcending that self through interconnecting with other people and connecting with something that is greater than our individual small self. Thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best. Mm-hmm.